Listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a world renowned podcast where we are known for playing things badly. Is that renowned we, in a good way? I'm just going to say we, we are. Like, are we renowned? Know. Is that, if, is that if, a thing? If I say it and you put this on the internet, that, that makes it official. I mean, the internet is by definition international. Exactly. So I suppose, how could we not be? Ah, that's it. Welcome back, sports fans. This is episode four of the Blood Bowl Breakdown. And in this episode, we are going to cover the second team that was introduced in season two of Blood Bowl 2020. Can we call it Blood Bowl 2020 if it's season two when that wasn't released in 2020? I mean, we can call it whatever the hell we want. We could just call it Blood Bowl Nigel edition, but... (laughs) Okay, so introduced into the Nigel edition, alongside the Imperial Nobility that we talked about last episode, were the Blackhawk team. Now, I don't think these are as cool with a bit of a, a mob story like the Nobility are, but do you want to give us a bit of the background? Look, it's, it, it's a slightly more orky version of all of these things. Wow. So Blackhawks are the biggest and strongest of all orcs. Many believe they draw their name from the dark green skin, although the title is more likely derived from their dour demeanor and bleak sense of humor. Grim and singularly focused on violence, it's no wonder that so many flock to the Blood Bowl pitch. Black Orcs treat other green skins as little more than frivolous amateurs, largely largely because lesser Orcs are likely to squabble amongst themselves and to focus too much on beating up the opposition, instead instead of concentrating on the game. Consequently, Many black orcs refuse to play alongside other orcs, choosing instead to form their own teams. Yet, black orcs aren't stupid. They know the importance of speed and agility. As a result, black orc teams make great use of goblins, many of whom they become quite fond of, treating them as their favourite pets and training them to be tough with regular clumps about the noggin. So, <sighs> what I'm hearing is this is an orc team where these guys were were playing some Blood Bowl with some Orcs and went, screw you guys, I'm going to get my own Blood Bowl team with Blackjack and Hookers. In fact, screw the Blood Bowl. And the Blackjack. Uh, Orcs, the Black Orcs, they don't have as many options as any of the other teams that we've already done and realistically probably the lowest amount of options uh, of those. There are three. So you can have 0 to 12 Goblin Bruiser linemen who cost 45,000 each, movement 6, strength 2, agility 3+, passing 4+, armor value 8+, with dodge, right stuff, stunty, and thick skull. You can have 0 to 6 Black Orcs, 90,000 each, movement 4, strength 4, agility 4+, passing 5+, Armor value 10 plus with brawler and grab. You can also have 0 to 1 train trolls, 115,000. 
movement four, strength five, agility five plus, passing five plus, armor value ten plus, always hungry, loner three plus, mighty blow plus one, projectile vomit, really stupid, regeneration through teammate. They also have access to $60,000, uh, 60,000 coin rerolls, tier two, and can get an apothecary for their team. So nice and simple. Three choices here if you want to play Blackhawks. Which is fundamentally an attractive thing for some. Let's be honest. It, it's a very orky thing, isn't it? And look, I, I really like the just the singular nature that they've just gone, right, here is a team. Let's not mess around with a thousand different choices. We know what Blackhawks want to do. Let's just let them do it. So let's go into each of those a little bit more. So the goblins, they're stunties. Like, so the typical stunties, they cost 5K extra uh, than a normal goblin, but for that 5K, they're getting thick skull which means they're slightly harder to knock out. Which is always good when you've got, like, armor value 8. It's uh, Your stunties are going to get hit. They're your agility 3+, plus. so in a lot of instances, they're going to be your ball carriers here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but not only agility 3+, plus, but with dodge and stunty, they get around. Like, all of a sudden, being able to bounce anywhere... On a three plus, regardless of tackle zones, it's, it's juicy with a reroll baked in, so you can kind of work out how, where you want to get to and how hard you want to make it for yourself. Um, they are super useful as ball carriers. They are super useful just to get around and do what you need to do and get out of those really awkward positions that you will invariably find yourself in. Um, and yeah, as a five k for thick skull, I can probably wear that. That's. Look, when they're costing, you know, 45000 that's not much as far as alignment goes. No, I mean, we compare that to the last episode where we talked Imperial Nobility. Mm-hmm. Um, here I am deciding the order in which I will put these out um, <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> I mean, it's the same cost for alignment. But for that, yes, you lose a point of strength, um, but you get dodge and stunty on a three plus edge piece. It's a fundamentally different role, but it is at least as valuable, particularly when there's no other positions to fill that. That's right. And, and giving being that they're goblins, they've got right stuff, which means they are throwable, which brings a whole nother possible tactic to your game plan. There is a lot to be said about a well-timed thrown goblin, whether he's got the ball or not. Like, a thrown goblin with the ball can run in for a touchdown as long as he lands it. A goblin without the ball can also be thrown at your opponents. That is an underused tactic. Mm -hmm. You come up against your opponent with a cage and the ball in the middle of the cage... Plenty of targets there. The Black Orcs. 90k, you can have six of them. There's six strength four pieces. That is a glorious amount of strength four. That is more than half your field. Yep. In a full 11s game. 
um, at strength four, which is a terrifying prospect for many opposition players. Yes. They are movement four, which is a negative. And look, let's not pretend that isn't a negative. That is a significant negative. Movement four is not many squares. Um, and go for it. So rushes, as they are now referred to, are not the most reliable of things. No. Look, movement four is dwarf movement. Look, it's not my preferred movement. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. And the other thing I think really while we're on that movement piece is because again we've got that disparity between a movement for hitty defensive kind of punchy piece and movement six of what will likely be your ball carriers it is also easy to get pulled out of position or maybe overextend the goblins and not have anyone to come and save them um so i always find in those teams where there's a real mix of movements sometimes they get a little bit harder to play because it's easier to leave some of the higher movement pieces just out of reach of their friends. Yes. Yeah, I think it's happened to all of us on occasion. But what they lack in movement, they make up for in their skills. Grab is a fantastic skill when you're punching somebody, and most of the time you're punching them with two dice. Because you other person that gets to choose where you're putting them and you're putting them in any square you want. I really, really like grab it. And it's, it's great. I actually really like that. It's the starting skill on these guys because it is not a skill that you would normally choose as an early one. You know, most of the time with your hitty pieces, you're going for your blocked, you're going for your guard, you're going for those kind of vanilla starting base skills that you want just to make pieces reliable um, and grab isn't a reliability piece it's a utility piece and having some utility from the from the start is glorious yes grab is one of those ones which is is just slightly underrated I think it's it's a, a skill that can really affect the game you, you have that option of basically anyone that you're punching down or pushing, you get to choose where they're going. You're choosing the layout of the field after a couple of blocks, and that can really open up some options for you. Yeah. Not the only skill, that, yeah. is it counteracts sidestep. And if there's one thing that pisses me off, it's a fend sidestep ball carrying piece. Which, look, to be honest, is my favorite combination of ball-carrying skills. Dodge, fence, sidestep is the best thing in the world. But being able to just remove that is is kind of glorious. It's it's the sort of piece that you, you love when you're playing and hate when you're playing against. Absolutely. So, yeah. Addition to grab, you've got brawler. Now, brawler's one of those skills that has... It's uses, definitely. Brawler basically allows you to re-roll one both down option. So if you've tried to hit somebody and you've gotten at least one both down, you can re-roll one of those dice. Now, talking sevens, that's great because you're not normally going to have many re-rolls, if any at all. 
Mm-hmm. So having that uh, that option of of sort of sort of a re-roll, it's kind of half a re-roll, isn't it? Yeah, gives you a bit more of an option. With elevens, it becomes a little bit trickier because the ruling is if you use brawler, you can't re-roll that one. They they updated those, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it so, falls under that no re-rolling re-rolls piece. And effectively, you're using a re-roll, but you're only getting one of the dice. Yes. Which... So, I mean, yes. And look, the argument is that Brawler is not block, where you just effectively ignore the both down result. It's good for you. If you're hitting something that doesn't have block, it's even better because they still go down. So you don't have that automatic piece. It relies on another dice roll, but it's a little more high risk, high reward. Let's say we're hitting a a piece here and we get uh, two dice block. We do a push both down. The push isn't bad. It's not what I want, but it's not bad. The both down, not great, but this is basically a free chance to turn that into a pow. Mm-hmm. So you, you have that. I mean, even in the situation you go for double both down, great. It also means that if you're hitting block pieces, that if you had block and they had block, you know, you, you hit the both down, just nothing happens. Um, you have an option again to turn one of those into a pow. The downside is you can also turn it into a skull. Yeah. So if you're rolling two dice and getting a skull and a both down, that both down could easily turn into another skull and then you've you've double skulled yourself. It can okay. happen and it will happen on occasion. Yeah. Uh, as it stands, you were going down anyway, so I feel like the roll is free. Um, and having starting skills on a strength four piece is glorious. Yes, very much so. Look, overall... I will take the black orcs over the uh, the big ones on the uh, the normal orc team. Yeah. So you gain the skills, you lose a point of movement. If we do a comparison for, I think they're the same cost. Um, yes, they are. I like. But you also the don't get. Five. You also don't get the animosity that comes with the big ones. Oh yeah, that whole thing is is a whole world of ridiculous. But anyway, look what it does is it actually gives the black orc more flavor. And it makes them the the simple, reliable, clear team. And I think it also gives the Orc team a little bit more flavor in that they are that kind of mildly chaotic team that you kind of expect. Um, but fundamentally, Brawler, not a bad option, especially in a strength four piece as a freebie starting skill. Yes. Um, and grab as a utility piece for a starting skill is great because it means when you start adding in those skills that will give you more reliability, you already have this utility piece. You don't need to pay for it. Um, mm-hmm. And you you can choose to use it. You could just put them wherever they would like to go, but you can just start dictating where the field is. And even on a push, you just you put the tackle zones where you want them. Yes, agreed. The, the troll, models are really cool. Oh, Let's the models just... are fantastic. And like for for them to come in your starting box is just awesome. They like the amount of stuff in that in that starting season two box was incredible. You got two teams, you got two star players, two big guys, 
coaches to, or the refs, sorry. Yeah, whatever you use them for. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic models. The troll, I mean, it's your regular sort of troll, but with a couple of small differences. So loner is three plus. It's not your usual four plus. They're slightly better at using rerolls if they choose to use rerolls. Projectile vomit. It's just a funny skill. Well, it is. Um, but I feel like it, it falls into, I mean, firstly, killing anything by vomiting on them is the best thing in the world. Um, it's it's glorious. But it kind of falls into the realm of stab, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like it really comes down to who you target with them. Yes. Because if I'm blocking something, I want I want a few possible outcomes. I, I definitely want them off the pitch. Step one, that's, that's the ultimate goal. But I have to assume that if I'm blocking something, I'm probably going to get a push result and that I'm moving them to where I want. So what we're doing is we're removing the risk of sculling ourselves or both downing ourselves or anything like that. Um, and we're taking an attempt at cracking armor, mm. which is good as long as the armor isn't too high, because if the armor's high, realistically what I want to do or what I, what I want to bank on happening is moving that player. So if you can park one of these guys next to a ball carrier, if you can get him in, in a place where he's marking a couple of maybe smaller, you know, whether it's stunty pieces, whether it's lower armor, you know, kind of catches and things like that, all of a sudden the vomit becomes a real valuable option. Sure, you might be two dice or even three dicing something, but we've all rolled trip skulls. Um, and realistically, what I want him to do is to mark those players. So let's just freebie with a vomit. I mean, it's practically free. Sure, there's a chance you can, you know, puke on yourself um and we've all been there so that makes sense um but i feel like just a free chance to remove a play or crack armor on a player is not a bad thing with a lot no. less risk than throwing block dice yeah i mean there are going to be other scenarios too like you know if you're standing next to an ogre for for instance mm-hmm like that's a one dice block without assists. There's a possibility that it can go off, but you know, you've got a two in six chance that you're yeah. going down yourself. And even those situations where you might have to block uphill, either there's a shit ton of assists, you've managed to get him into, you know, some kind of situation where there's a lot of cage, you're, like, you're almost in a cage or something like that, and they've just piled in assists to make it hard to hit, um, or you're hitting another big guy and they've got an assist or something's happened there, it's a nice little get-out-of-jail-free. You've got a chance to take a player off the pitch with a very slim chance that anything bad is going to happen at all, comparatively. Comparatively. And let's face it, this is Blood Bowl. So when things go wrong, it's almost funnier. And to have your troll vomit on itself in a pivotal moment in a match is not necessarily a bad thing. It's one of those things you'll remember anyway. Can it? Can a troll regen his own vomit? Yeah, why not? I like it. Yeah. Um, this amuses me even more because, it, again, it, 
I'm not sure how this plays out in real life, but anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, cons for this team, you've got three options. It's kind of also a pro in some cases because, like, having too many options is also an issue. You might have too many positions that you want to take. You might be stuck for working out the best way of playing a team. I mean, this team is pretty straightforward. You've got your, your faster ball carriers, which generally will either run and dodge in their way into a touchdown or they'll get thrown by a troll. You've got your bashy guys, which are going to stand there, two dice most things, and with armor 10, they're going to take a hell of a punch to get down anyway. And you've got a vomiting troll, like Yeah. And, and look, not only is it limited number of choices for selection, but because they have such distinct roles on the pitch and there's really no swapping between them, we're very rarely going to get a black or ball carrier and we're not really going to get a punchy goblin. So it's really clearly defined who does what, which again is actually not necessarily a bad thing. I suppose where that can become challenging is it's also very clear for your opponent who does what. Yes. But that being said, I mean, you you want to punch down your opponent's ball carriers when they're when they've got dodge and they're stunting and dodging away from your guys fairly easily. That's not always as, as easy as you want it to be. You've got a one in six or if you've got block, two in six chance of getting them down in the first place. And, and look, realistically, the the good thing about these guys having specific roles is they're very good at them. Yes. So, you know, it, it, it's not all, all doom and gloom in that regards, but it is probably one of those pieces where there is a chance your opponent will come in with a very clear game plan on mm-hmm. how to tackle your team. You know, we talked a little bit again last episode about knowing your opponent's team and playing to their weaknesses rather than your strengths. Uh, I feel like this is one of those teams that you can go in and go, right, well, I'm playing against Black Orcs. I know exactly what everything's going to do, so I know how I want to start to counter it and then watch the game screw that plan royally. But you start off with a plan. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl always does that. Uh, so, I mean, you've got options. You've got your fast runners. You've got throw teammate. You've got punching guys. You know, you've got potentially seven players with strength four or more. That's a hell of a lot of block dice going against your opponent. So, you know, if they have not got the best of armor values, you should be players up by Pretty second quickly. half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've got the option of caging up slowly and and running some late touchdowns in. But again, your goblins should be able to break through and score on numerous occasions. For your black orcs, you know, if you're skilling them up, you probably want to look at, uh, you know, guard, block, stand firm, Mm -hmm. things along those sort of lines, Uh, basically anything to help them punch your opponent. Yeah, and it's interesting. So block is an interesting one given that they show up with brawler, which is kind of almost a pseudo block. Yes. But I think the thing that block gives them that brawler does not is defensive ability as well. So, you know, the fact that it works on a 
a block that you're receiving, not just the blocks that you're giving is a very juicy thing. Um, I, I actually, I thinking out loud, I'm not sure that block would be my first go-to because I have Brawler. I think it, it, what it encourages you to do is start to look outside the vanilla options and see mm-hmm. what else you can do. I definitely want guard. Stand firm is glorious, but, you know, what else can we take knowing that we've got some rel- extra reliability? It's not block levels of reliability, but there's some. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mighty blow. Yeah, and they get general and strength, so, you know. Yes. Yeah, Mighty Blow, I mean, effectively, that should mean that they're just racking up star player points faster, um, which is always a good thing. You know, there is a question there around whether you, even if in a world where you don't have starting skills, whether you would take Block or Mighty Blow first mm-hmm. as a progression piece. Yeah. Well, there, there are options. Yeah, having general as well, because a lot of what you'll find is a lot of strength four pieces really have access to strength as their primary skills. So, having that general as well gives you more options, gives you other ways that you can take these guys. But yeah, look here. I think overall, for especially for only having three options, they're a pretty solid team. Tier yeah. two is definitely where they belong. You know, they're Absolutely. not going to, you know, a Skaven team, for example, should run around them. You should be able to do a fair bit of damage to a Skaven team, but you know, tier two is pretty much right smack bang in the middle where they should be. Yeah, and I feel like that is fundamentally uh, because you've got two very distinct, or you know, three, but two very distinct player types on the team. There's the hitty ones, the slow hitty ones, and the faster runny ones, um, which gives your opponent a real good indication at the start. Um, and it also means that if you don't have any one of those player types over the course of the game for whatever reason, your game plan goes south real quick. Yes. Anything else you want to say on the team before I go into a couple of lineup options? No. I think, look, the only thing we haven't really spoken about, but it will probably fall out in in lineup, is probably a little bit more on the troll and the throwing options. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is that piece. So a, a throw teammate option on a team gives you a potential one turn touchdown. So I suppose the piece here is that even if that isn't your initial game plan even if that that's not what you're aiming for what it does is give you some redundancy um to catch up let's say you're a couple of touchdowns or you're a touchdown behind in the scorecard without a lot of turns you've still got a play that you can make where you can hail mary it um so i think that's probably the the piece that's actually rather than the strength strength five is good it's always strength five with an egg trait. So, you know, there's a trade-off there. But what it does is give you a second option to score that isn't just running down the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the, you know, earlier mentioned defensive options, I want to break a cage and I can't reach it with my black orcs because they're only movement four. Or they're all tied up and I can't dodge away because 
that is not what Blackhawks do. Um, you know, it just gives you, a, and again, an, an extra kind of utility redundancy piece to go, I have another option and I'm just going to throw a goblin at him. Absolutely. They got thick skull. What could go wrong? See, I mean, you know, every now and then, sure enough, yes, you're going to eat one of your goblins. So be it. They're delicious. But, yeah. Look, who could blame you? But yeah, like the amount of times that it will happen throughout the course of a league or whatever, where your opponent, you kick to your opponent in whatever half it is, they score slowly and score in their final turn. And then you've got one turn. Like that throw teammate, every now and then, it's going to pay off. Yeah, it gives you a play in that instance where you don't have one before. That's a good thing. Yeah. And those goblins with, with dodge and study, like they can get through that lineup that your opponent is invariably going to do at the As long as they stick the landing. Yeah. They're happy days. Yeah, that's it. So sevens, you can pretty much do this however you like. You want a few of the big guys for sure. So you can afford a troll, three black orcs, and four goblins. So it's eight players. Or, you know, if you want to skip the troll, you just substitute another Black Orc in for that. So easy done. Plus, again, Brawler on sevens is kind of a, a free reroll that you didn't have. Grab on a smaller pitch too. Not yes. terrible. They're, they're a solid sevens team, I think. Elevens, uh, it comes down to to troll or not to troll. You can go five Black Orcs, troll, five Goblins, two re-rolls in the million. That's easy enough. Uh, otherwise, if you want to forego the troll, you've got six Black Orcs, six Goblins, and three re-rolls. That's 990. Yeah. You can chuck the other 10 in another dedicated fans if you'd like. There's and definitely options for yeah, your three pretty, options. It is. Um, you know, if if I go into my my standard approach to uh, a blood bowl team, which is basically rerolls first, I mean, with a big guy decision, it's probably a little bit different. Do I want to take the big guy or not? Is decision number one. Um, but fundamentally, edge three team or edge three ball carriers, no specific ball carrying skills. I probably want three rerolls off the bat, and then it's fill from there. So. It comes down to the slight unreliability and but extra utility and redundancy of the troll versus just playing a straight-up reliable game of strengthful Black Orcs that do exactly what Black Orcs do. I mean, you've got the option. Like, if you took the six Black Orcs option, chucked the extra one, an extra 10K into an extra dedicated fans, then that'll start paying you back relatively quickly you'll get back that 10k pretty quickly and realistically it comes down to which way you want to start because a trolls 115k a re extra re-roll halfway through the league or whenever you get the money is going to be 120k mm -hmm. pretty much of a muchness yeah it's not far off i mean no. the, the troll being the cheaper of the big guys is a really juicy piece um and realistically the 
really stupid as opposed to bonehead. Look, it takes a little bit more management, but when you've got a team full of goblins, it's actually not a huge amount of management to 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 make that to at least maximize your chances yeah. of the neg trait not screwing you. It will still do exactly what that does at, at the most in in opportune moments, but but yeah, I mean, if you if you are using that troll to throw, you've already got somebody standing next to them. So you're you're it's pretty much exactly the same as a bonehead. It's a two plus. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add? Now look, as I said, the big decisions are really troll not to troll. If you're building this team, I think the brawler is a really handy little skill that is basically free, and grab is ridiculously underrated. Um, especially as, as a starting skill. There's a couple of teams that we'll sort of get to as we go along that probably play similarly to mm-hmm. the Black Orcs, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It means that at least there's there's a kind of style that you'll start to see creeping up. Um, but the thing that you've got with the Black Orcs that you don't have with them is the option to throw te- teammates. Um and again, as a utility piece, that just, I don't think it can be, there'll be the moment, right, in a game, if you are playing with Black Orcs and the three to, throw teammate option, there will be a moment where you are potentially playing defensively, um, you are trying to stop, they get a breakaway play and you're like, shit, none of my Black Orcs can reach it. I can't, I can't get to this ball carrier. Um, I could do it with a goblin, but I'm blocking uphill or, you know, something like this, it's, it's not reliable. And you have that light bulb moment go off when you wait, wait, I have another option. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and it's, and that's kind of the, the fun piece for this. It's just that those kind of corner case and not even particularly corner case when you have movement for black orcs, um, uh, where you're just like, oh, I can't do this using all of the standard things I would do, but I'm just going to reach into this little bag of tricks and pull out something special <laughs> even if you've got a goblin that can reach a ball carrier you could chuck another goblin in if you don't hit that ball carrier then that goblin can land and add the assist get the uphill block to a one die yep. yeah there's options definitely I like them I rate them I really, and I also really enjoy how different they are to the other orc team out there. Um, and I think the changes that they've made when they've introduced the black orcs that I really wasn't paying attention to because orcs aren't my particular flavor most of the time. I really like how the two teams are fundamentally like the flavor is different. Yes. Do I want chaotic, crazy wild or, or do i want just angry ass black orcs doing what they do pushing some goblins around yeah i mean that yeah. comes down to personal preference but oh, they're they're, they're, they're an more intriguing reliable. team yes they're more reliable than the orc team they still give you all the, the joy of of playing orcs and goblins um 
I think they're a good starting team for someone who wanted to pick the game up because there isn't a billion options and a great a thousand skills that you need to remember. Um, and everything has its job. So as long as you can work out how they do those jobs, it's actually a good team to pick up and pilot off the bat as well. There's not a huge learning curve, but there's still enough opportunity to start maximizing how grab and to, to when, when to do what with the goblins and the troll. Um, so it's one of those teams that can kind of grow with you. Agreed. On that note, we'll leave it there. Thanks again for listening. Uh, check us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twitbean. If you like what we're doing, have a look at our Patreon. You can help support us for a couple of bucks a month. Uh, There's a but- Discord. There's a Discord. We've got the Discord up and running, and we've got some good conversations going in there already. Uh, and yeah, all the links for that on our website or in the show notes. All of the above. All of Thanks the above. all. Laters. Gotcha.